So there's this uh, guy in the news group, Psy Physics, and his name's James Penino, and he has a rather inane, well, he has a kind of inane approach in general, but he has a, a, an inane point he keeps bringing up over and over and over again. He says, this has been known for 4,000 years. Specifically, we're talking about whether or not there's any uh, gaseous H2O in moist air, which of course there's not, just to be clear. But he believes there is, and, and of course, it's a very emotional thing for uh, someone to have strong beliefs in how great science is and find out that there's a whole body of science lying to us, you know. <laughs> and so he's rather emotional about it. In any way, 4,000 years, and it's kind of a, it's such a dumb argument because it's not even fair to compare uh, them to me because I've had the benefit of standing on their shoulders. And by they, I mean previous thinkers who've attempted to figure out storms and attempted to figure out uh, the physics of water and who, um, as I pointed out, many of whom have made huge mistakes, mistakes that I've fixed and that now I'm presenting uh, my own theory. Now, of course, he doesn't really understand any of this. He's just confused about the whole thing. In his mind, um, he can't imagine science being wrong. He's one of those people, which is strange because I'm exactly the opposite. I'm one of those, uh, I can't imagine something built by humans could possibly be all that good. And I'm usually, it turns out I'm usually right. Uh, you know, there's a tendency to think that, oh, the more intelligence you have and, and the more collectives of intelligence and social intelligence you have, that the better your scientific process will be. And exactly the opposite is the case, because the more social influence you have, the more you're influenced by your peers, the more you are focused on the thinking of your predecessors rather than actually doing the experiments yourself. The more you do that, the more you turn science into a religion, like every other human institution where everyone just follows the, what someone tells them to do. And so that's, that's what I see. I see that we have um, institution after institution, and there's, they're mostly just, you know, going through the motion. There's some degree of research, and I'm not saying people aren't trying. I'm just saying that they're completely stuck. They have an understanding of water that's worthless. Their understanding of the physics of storms, how it actually functions, is exactly backwards. It's like, um, let me tell you how backwards it is. Have you ever, like, used one of those shop vac vacuum cleaners? You know, sometimes people have it in their garage. Plug it in, and it, it allows you to vacuum up stuff. Well, there's two nozzles on that, and one blows, and the other one sucks, right? Now, their whole model is built around blowing. And unfortunately, the way the weather really works is these vortices in the atmosphere are essentially passages through which relatively higher pressure moisture air is able to escape by way of the plasma that gets created on vortices. So vortices create negative pressure, and they shoot into the jet stream. That's the way it works. And the energy that's associated with that is what's associated with, with achieving the plasma phase of H2O, which gets a little bit complicated because it involves micro droplets in the atmosphere and nano droplets in the atmosphere and spinning and a form of surface tension that I refer to as surface tension on steroids. That's how the atmosphere actually functions. And so you, you talk to people like James Panino and... Um, I imagine he goes on the internet and he goes out looking for the alternative explanations and finds, as I have indicated over and over again, that they're incredibly vague and that the people themselves 
who are associated with the with the discipline, the actual academics that are associated with meteorology, will not themselves put themselves on the line in the public. They're a lot like climate scientists in that respect. They don't discuss the details of their science. Now, of course, I know why that is. <laughs> I know why that is. Of course I know why that is. It's because, well, first of all, they don't even understand their details very well, and there really are no details, and um, their theory is total conversational nonsense. It really is. It's just a narrative that fits a few facts and that has a few analogies associated with it, and so people accept it. That's all it is. And so they're confused, but they don't know they're confused. Or they may realize they're confused about storms, because storms are. Everyone seems to realize, you know, the storms are very confusing, but they don't seem to realize that they've got the physics perfectly backwards. <laughs> they've got the hose on the wrong end of the nozzle on the shop vac. They're not sucking up dust. They're blowing shit around. Maybe it looks like they're doing something, but they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So I think that's a good explanation of the difference between my model and their model. It's within that that you realize that What's so central to my model is the, the structural capabilities of water. My model would, couldn't work at all because that's the means by which the engine of my model, the differential pressure vortices from one end to the next, and that difference in pressure allows them to achieve a constant acceleration that's only limited by the speed of sound. So that's why we can get two or 300 mile an hour winds in an atmosphere that otherwise you really can't explain that. That's a real tough one to explain. Why would there ever be extremely high winds if there wasn't something focusing it? That's a good way to put it, if there wasn't something focusing it. So there is something focusing it. What is it? It's water. Or to be more specific, it's water in which its surface tension has been maximized to create kind of a mixture. Oh, I just lost a few minutes here because phone call stopped the recording. Um, Anyways, I guess I got enough of that. I just wanted to finish up talking about Panino a little bit. And what an absurd notion it is that this is 4,000 years and that therefore that means something. It doesn't mean anything. In fact, in fact, exactly the opposite of the case. I've got 4,000 years of standing on other people's shoulders that they don't have. I'm able to make breakthroughs because I can see uh, problems clearly. And because I'm not amongst the, the, the millions and millions and millions of people who don't understand it, but pretend they do. And that's the reason why science doesn't advance. Because there are millions of people who are pretending they understand what they really don't. That's the reason.